Standing up there, I have had a shower this morning. I didn't want a bath as well, so I thought I'd be safer down here. But this is such a privilege to be here. Thank you. And, and thank you, James, for letting me speak on your baptism day. It just feels like a huge privilege. And thank you to all the family and friends. And maybe some of you are not used to church, but bless you for being here and supporting James. And I will try and keep it as interesting as possible and just not bore you to death or anything like that. But really, the theme we've got this morning is seek, risk, find. And as um, with this funny title of of, uh, BU president, I get to have a theme, and my theme has been as in heaven. And we know those words so well from the Lord's Prayer. May your kingdom come, may your will be done on earth as in heaven. And and we say them so easily, and I just wonder if we realize quite what we're saying some of the time. We are praying for God to be present as fully as possible. We are praying that he might rule in our lives, in our church, in all that we do. We are praying for his presence to be amongst us. And we could look at this in so many different ways. And tonight at Partington, I'll look at the theme, I'll unpack the the rule of God and the presence of God a bit more. But I want just to look at it through that very, very familiar story of Zacchaeus, the chief tax collector who everybody hated. And if you are someone who you think everybody hates this morning, this story is especially for you because Jesus loves you. So um, I'm sure you're not hated. But, you know, sometimes we think that nobody's really on our side and we just have messed up big time. And I'm going to read from the Bible because I just, you know, the Bible is a 2,000-year-old book. Well, give or take. But um, it's it's just full of truth and life. and, and, um, And I think it's really important that we read from it. Luke chapter 19, just the story of Zacchaeus from uh, Luke chapter 19, verses 1 to 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. This is a comedy sketch. You can just see it, can't you? Just just get in your mind. He was short, he couldn't see. And it's just, I'm married to a very short man, so it's okay. I feel as though I can make comments about vertically challenged people. It's all right. However, where were we? So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I have cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Salvation has come to this house today, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. Well, what on earth does that mean for us in the 21st century? I'm going to ask and we're going to look and and think about, actually, how can this vertically challenged chief of tax, who everybody hated, actually have anything to say to us? This man who heard that Jesus was coming to town and wanted to know something of what he stood for and what it was all about. 
We're going to look at the crowd and things that get in our way of seeing Jesus. And we're going to see what obstacles that we have, like being short, may not be shortness for you, maybe other things that actually mean that we don't understand the truth and the reality of God. And we're just going to see what maybe God says to us this morning. So, the theme is seek, risk, find. Zacchaeus was seeking God. He could have stayed in his office that morning. He was a businessman. He enjoyed making money. He enjoyed the power and status that money gave him. And uh, he enjoyed counting his money and checking his bank account and making sure that it was just getting bigger and bigger. But he knew, as not many of us perhaps get to discover, that having loads of money doesn't necessarily bring life. That having loads of money doesn't actually necessarily bring you the satisfaction and the contentment that everybody is seeking. I know not having enough money is not good. I know if you are struggling, you are thinking, give me Zacchaeus' life tomorrow. I wouldn't mind trying it at least. But he, but Zacchaeus knew that actually what he had done had left him in a fairly miserable place. He had cheated people. He'd bent the rules. He'd made life hard for others. And he didn't feel really good about himself. As many people today don't feel great about themselves. And Zacchaeus was hungry for something better. He thought there must be something better. And he knew about God. He was from the nation of Israel. He was a compromised Israelite. The religious leaders saw him as unclean and not really totally acceptable, but then Jesus didn't have a great deal of good to say for the religious leaders either. And so when he came, when the chance came to really find out a bit more, he took that chance. He left his money and his accounting books, and no doubt carefully locked up and carefully secured, but he left them because he knew, as not many of us do know, that actually money does not bring life, that searching for life, for truth, the reality of love, and all that um, the contentment and joy that there can be, actually money is not the answer there. I don't know if you know the name Lillianne Betancourt. She died on the uh, 21st of September last year, and the day she died, she was the wealthiest woman in the world because she was the heiress to the whole L'Oreal empire. But she died a very sad woman because although her life was committed to making men and women, I think women mostly, know that they're worth it and that they look beautiful on the outside, actually she never found inner beauty. She never found love, humility and grace. Her life was characterized by conflict in the family, by family disputes and ugly relationships. How tragic is that? And that was where Zacchaeus was. And so Zacchaeus said, I think there's more to be had. I want more. There must be more to life. And so he, he, he started to search for God and to seek God. He had to come over, uh, overcome obstacles, as we all do. This seeking for God is not a flat playing field. There are things that get in the way for all of us. It is a spiritual battle at times. There are forces of good and evil. And for Zacchaeus, the first obstacle was the crowd. You know, the crowd didn't like him. The crowd didn't think he should be there. The crowd got in the way of him finding life. But Zacchaeus was not to be put off so easily. 
he was determined to find a way to see Jesus. The second obstacle was his height. As we've heard, he was a short, shorty. Now we can smile, can't we? All the comedian, all the comic actors seem to be very small. Ronnie Corbett and Norman Wisdom. Actually, I couldn't think of any contemporary ones. I'm sorry, all you people who are much younger than I am. But there we go. But Charlie Chaplin, Ernie Wise, they were all kind of little and somehow they made their humour. And, and no doubt like them, Zacchaeus had lived his life with the comments about being a bit on the short side, with the bullying maybe that happened because he was short, with the sarcasm. But Zacchaeus wasn't going to let anything as simple as his height get in the way of him finding God, of him finding more about God. And so here you have this funny picture of a really rich little man climbing a tree in his search for God. He climbed that tree because the man of God was coming to town. And he didn't care what people thought, but he positioned himself in humility to see God, unloved by the crowd, isolated, and frankly, with a reputation in the background that would make us think twice about accepting any money for him, from him. He did that. And then he had a shock, because he discovered as he climbed the tree and as Jesus came into the town... He was seeking God, but Jesus was ahead of him. He was seeking him. Jesus is there ahead. And and so God always, when we're seeking him, he is there ready because he is always 90% of the way there seeking us. So there's Zacchaeus up the tree trying to keep his dignity, hoping that something of this man of God might touch his life. And Jesus stops at the tree and says, come down Zacchaeus, I'm coming to your house. Come down immediately. And so God is looking for people who are seeking him with hearts wide open, who say, I don't get it, God. It's all a bit bonkers. And what on earth is James doing being baptized? That sounds a bit crazy in the 21st century. But actually, with people who are willing to seek, God says, I'm here. And I want to come to your house. And I want to come to see you. Because Jesus says in verse 10 there, I have come to seek and to save the lost. I've come for those who realize that everything you've got, your education, your status, your success, it's not enough. Because at the heart, we need the kingdom of God. We need to see God's kingdom come. I have a really good friend, uh, Maureen uh, Green, and uh, she's someone who was first diagnosed with motor neurone disease, and she's lived longer than that, and then they discovered it was multiple sclerosis. She's had a pretty grim last 20 years. But the whole time, she's just kept seeking God, and she's confined to her flat, but she's con- but actually, she, in seeking God, God brings people to her to encourage her and inspire her. And you see, whoever we are, whatever situation is, and we are in God, will respond to those who seek him. But there's a risk involved. You see, we have to risk all. And, and it feels like a huge risk these days in the 21st century to seek and search for God. We live in a world where God is excluded from the daily life. And <coughs> people get very up, upset if in the daily life we um, bring in prayer or, or whatever. And it may be that you thinking, actually, God's got no place in my life. I'm this or that or the other. But actually, we have to take that risk of finding God and letting God find us wherever we are. And And there will be things that will be the same for you as they are for Zacchaeus. It may not be the crowd or your shortness, 
But there will always be obstacles, and we will have to take steps of faith, which will seem highly risky to find the life that God has for us. For Zacchaeus, he had to risk the mockery of the crowd, the jeers, the prejudice against him, the humiliation of people saying things. It would have been much safer for him to stay at home. Or worse, maybe the man of God would come by and look up at the tree and say, what on earth are you doing here? You're a rubbish person. You're a waste of space. And the risk that God, because Zacchaeus didn't know what God was about at that point. And then he realized when Zacchaeus, that, that actually the risk was worth it because Jesus invited him. For Jesus doesn't think anybody is rubbish. God creates all of us in his image. And God thinks every one of us is important enough for his son to die for. <coughs> And so Jesus stops and invites him. And then the ultimate risk, he has no hesitation, Zacchaeus says, yes, come home with me. I haven't got the best china out. I haven't done this. He's not a woman, is he? So he wouldn't have talked about the dusting. Sorry, that was very sexist. I shall get into so much trouble, won't I? Anyhow, not to worry. But, you know, and, and so then he responded to Jesus. He took the risk of saying, I will give half my money away. And I will repay people who have actually, I've cheated, and I will repay them four times over. When God's kingdom comes into someone's life, it impacts us profoundly. It makes huge changes in our lives. We are, we are different people. We behave differently. Our values, our priorities, our motivation have changed completely. And I'm sorry sometimes because the church does not reflect the kingdom power of Jesus because we should all be different and we should have different priorities and values. No longer do we live for self. We live for Jesus. We live for God, for his kingdom. So what risks do you need to take to enter more fully into everything God has for you? We're in a time when we are encouraged to be risk-averse, to do risk assessments, to be careful. And some of you who've been coming to church for a long time think it's a risk if you say to someone tomorrow, I'll pray for you. Or you think it's a risk if you take all your savings for the work of the kingdom, not sure what you'll have for a rainy day. And we certainly don't risk speaking to people about Jesus. So many people take risks for the kingdom of God and and see life in all its fullness. And God is calling us to take risks, to step out in faith, because he is worth it. Jesus himself said, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it cannot produce fruit. Unless you are prepared to die to some of the things that you have your security in, you cannot see everything that God has for you. All the refurbishments here, everything that God wants to do through Lim Baptist happens because every one of you will take risks for the kingdom of God. A secular poet wrote this, to laugh is to risk appearing a fool. To weep is to risk appearing sentimental. To reach out to another is to risk involvement. To expose feelings is to risk exposing your true self. To place your ideas and dreams before a crowd is to risk their loss. To love is to risk not being loved in return. To try is to risk failure. But risks must be taken. Because the greatest hazard in life is to risk nothing. The person who risks nothing, does nothing, has nothing, is nothing. They may avoid suffering and sorrow, 
but they cannot learn, feel, change, grow or live. We are called to risk. And you have to risk following Jesus and everything that he promises. The vision of being a people who belong to Jesus is outrageous. Because God says to us that I lavish my grace, my kindness and compassion on you. And he makes promises like, I will never leave you or forsake you. With God, nothing is impossible. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And we have to risk believing those promises and living our lives in the truth of them. If we're going to discover everything God has for us. As we keep taking keep taking risks in our search for God, we will know the reality of these truths, of these promises being fulfilled. But if we play it safe, we will never see God providing and God doing those great things he wants to do amongst us. One of the hats I have is to be an ambassador for Hope Into Action. Hope Into Action is a charity or a mission that seeks to help churches house the homeless. It started eight years ago with a vision from Ed Walker. God gave Ed a heart for the homeless in Peterborough, in his town. And he went to his pastor and he said, God's given me this vision, please tell me I don't have to do it. He said, I just think God is saying, take all the money you've got and get others alongside and buy the first house and train the people in the church to care for those who are homeless, to enable them to live lives fully, and tell them that God loves them, that Jesus loves them. And his pastor said, no, Ed, you've got to do it. That's, that, that's the Holy Spirit working in you. And so Ed did this, and he got a couple of other people to join him in Bernie buying the first house in Peterborough. Not as expensive as Lim, I don't think, so it was all right. And uh, eight years on, they now have 50 houses and they housed 180 people because Ed took a risk. He risked all for Jesus. He didn't know what the next step would be. But, and I think he got a Guardian Award just last month for um, uh, public service. And, and people are coming to know the love of Jesus. Um, and, and not all are, but it's a wonderful story of risk and letting God use you. And then when we seek and when we risk, we find God, we find life, we find all that God has for us. Somebody wrote that, I love this quote, Zacchaeus is released from upward mobility and finds life in downward humility. You know, the world is based on the fact that all of us are just going upwardly, getting better and better, richer and richer, higher status. It's not true for everyone, but it's what we're supposed to be aiming for. And Jesus says... He's in the business of saying, before you can find life, you must accept downward humility. You must recognize your need of God, your need of forgiveness, your need of Christ. Zacchaeus discovers this, discovers that actually that's what he needs. He's given away half his wealth. He is downwardly mobile. But in truth, he is spiritually growing and growing and upwardly climbing. So Jesus can say, today salvation has come to this house. Everyone else told him he was lost. He was a waste of space, no hope. But Jesus says, no, you're not. No one's a waste of space. When we seek and when we risk, it won't be comfortable. We won't know where it's leading us. But actually, we will know that actually God is taking us forward. And the irony here is there's a complete reversal of roles. The crowd now becomes very small. 
The crowd becomes small-minded, small-hearted, small in their graciousness and generosity. They muttered, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. They saw the speck in the taxman's eye, and they couldn't see the plank in their own. Lord, save us from that. So where is Jesus passing through your life today? With our neighbours and our friends, there's opportunities to just tell them that Jesus loves them, that there is a life to be had. What are our obstacles to seeing him? What excuses do we make? We're not good enough. The crowd's too big. All sorts of things. Church is rubbish. Yeah, some is, and I get it, that we're not perfect by any means. But actually, what are our sycamore trees? What can we do to position ourselves so we have a really clear view of Jesus? Maybe put yourself to have conversations with people. And what are the risks we're going to take this week? How can we take risks that will see God's kingdom come in ever ever greater ways? And Jesus says to all of us, seek, risk, find. For I have come that all of you might have life in all its fullness. Amen.